everyone. Thank you for joining us for today's Appraisal Buzzcast. With me, as always, is our host, Hal Humphreys. Hey, Hal, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Jim. How are you today? I'm doing great. We have a really exciting episode today. We'll be talking about some AI and how appraisers can actually use it and get their hands on it. And our guest today is Bill Waltenbaugh, SRA of NEX Valuation. Hey, Bill. Hi, Jim. Hi, Hal. Thanks for having me. Hi. Hi, Bill. Thank you for being here. Bill, real quick, let's just do this. I mean, I, you know, not everybody that's listening to the podcast knows who Bill Waltenbaugh is. Tell us a little bit about your history in this industry. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we can go way back and I'll make it really short because it's a really long uh, time frame. Um, but, you know, I uh, while I was in college, I was working for the city of Anderson as a zoning administrator. And uh, in essence, there were two people that would come into the zoning office to get uh, zoning information. And that was pretty much either an appraiser or an attorney. And so, you know, when, uh, when I was walking through campus one day and there was someone looking to, uh, to interview people to become an appraiser, I said, well, hey, those guys seem pretty cool. And uh, maybe I ought to check this out. So. That's really kind of how I got started. Um, and then I uh, worked, I was hired, moved to Cincinnati, worked as a field appraiser for 20 years there. And, uh, you know, kind of in the, if you're familiar with Cincinnati, there's three states that meet there. So I did some work in Kentucky, Indiana, and Ohio. Um, oh, wow. And then kind of transitioned into the role of working with various AMCs and a national lender and a chief appraiser role. Okay, very good. Well, let's do this. I'm going to take a real quick break and we'll hear from one of our sponsors and we'll be right back. The Dictionary of Real Estate Appraisal, 7th edition, is a landmark text that reflects the depth and breadth of appraisal knowledge. Each entry, definition, and reference has been painstakingly researched and designed to reflect an expert understanding of issues that currently impact the profession. The new dictionary is an essential authoritative resource for all appraisers. The dictionary is divided into two sections, an alphabetical listing of terms directly related to real estate appraisal and an addendum with topical glossaries and compilations of terms used by related real estate professionals. Find it at appraisalinstitute.org dictionary seven. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Appraisal Buzz. I'm Hal Humphreys. I'm joined by Bill Waltenbaugh today. Bill, it's really good to see your face. It's been too long. Um, you know, all right, so we've we've got a little bit of a history on Bill. There's a lot of talk about artificial intelligence and how it's changing the industry, but usually it's more in the um holistic, you know, changes coming. Um, but you've got some examples of something appraisers could do right now. Uh, using AI and chat GPT uh, to right. help with an appraisal today. Um, talk to me about some of those things. Right. And, you know, uh, when it comes to um, AI and not to be confused with the other A that I that uh, appraisers are familiar with in our industry. But when it when it comes to AI, you know, it's really nothing uh, new. You know, these are things that have been around for a long time. Um, if you have Siri on your uh, cell phone, you know, that's part of what AI has to do with. If you watch Amazon or YouTube, they're constantly recommending uh, things for you to watch. Um, and the same thing with Spotify, right? Is if you utilize that service, they'll suggest certain songs that they think that you like based on, you know, what you, you listen to. Um, there's been a, a lot of excitement, discussion, 
um, about things that have occurred in AI just in the last year and probably a little more than that. But it's for me, it's been about over the last year, um, you know, it was introduced to me. I was just very uh, intrigued about some of the things that it could do. At first, I was just say, hey, you know, write me a poem or, you know, uh, things, things of that nature. And, and just was very interesting to me. Um, I was blown away by what some of the things it could do. Um, I have five boys. They're all in their 20s. Um, they grew up with cell phones in their hands. And so for, to them, it's no big deal. It's just kind of the next step. Um, but, you know, when I was a kid, we used rotary phones. So uh, to me, it just seems like, you know, this is some crazy stuff. You know, obviously, as an appraiser, I start thinking, OK, well, you know, how can I incorporate use this uh, technology um, in the appraisal space? And one of the things that I did was um, I was wondering whether or not I could get upload a photo to chat GPT because it can do re image recognition. Um, it can look at it photos. And um, I asked it to uh, rate the quality and condition of the photo um, from one to six, right? And that, that's how I started initially. And it will give you a rating, right? Of course, you know, um, because you're an appraiser, I'm thinking of the UAD quality and condition ratings, which is why it's one one to six and not one to 10 or some other number. Um, right. And, it, and so it did give me a result, but it got me thinking to whether or not I could actually hone it in some. And so I started with the prompt engineering, um, kind of giving it more guardrails, a little more thought. It was already familiar with the UAD and the definitions on the Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac's website. Um, and so it would, it was accessing that information, but it still wasn't nearly where I wanted it to be. Um, right. and then this, this technology is changing just so fast. Uh, it was only just a few months ago that you had an opportunity to create your own, what they call GPTs, right? And, and in essence, it allowed me to create my own program use my own knowledge base and and provide all these guardrails to create this this program that that will uh, assess the quality and condition of a kitchen now i just went with a kitchen um you know it's not a holistic view it would only give you the quality and condition of, of a kitchen but it was really more just educational on my part i wanted to see mm -hmm. you know what can be done i have really zero coding experience. I can't, I can't code anything at all uh, on my own. Um, I know a little bit about it. I can ask questions and, and things of that nature, but there's no way I could do this. But, but in essence, it wrote the code for me. And all I, all I did was give it instruction in basic English language from, you know, typing out what, what it is that I want. So, and, you know, I have a, a couple examples here that we can take a look at if you're interested. I don't know whether that piques your interest would, or not. I would, love to, I would love to see the, the samples and just kind of walk us through what this means. Yeah. So, you know, if you go to the GPT and you'll see as we uh, scroll down, just leave it here for now. But as we scroll down, I, I, uh, I named it Robo Raider um, just to, to give it a little bit of a, a fun uh, fun tone, but all I did was drag and dropped, or you can upload a photo of a kitchen into the uh, the prompt area, and then you just hit return, right? 
when you hit return, it's going to look at this photo and then it's going to reply back with a quality and condition rating. So, I mean, before we go any further, I don't know whether you want to take any guesses um, about what your opinion is, but, you know, right below this photo, we have the results uh, from uh, RoboRater. And I'm going to jump in from the producer seat and let everybody know if you uh, aren't listening to this one on YouTube, you might want to watch this one on YouTube because it's a little bit more visual than our normal ones, but it's very cool. So I would check that out. Yeah. So can we scroll down and see what the results are? Yeah. So there, RoboRater, it's, it's given a condition rating of C4 and then a quality rating of Q4. So at first I was just looking for those two um, results, right? But then I was like, okay, I want to understand why you're telling me it's C4 and Q4. So then I had it actually provide commentary and it does it in two sections for each rating. It provides commentary that you can utilize uh, to throw in an appraisal report. Uh, but then it also uh, uses an expanded commentary that you could take and throw into your work file. Now, and let me ask you, know, you, let me ask you this, Bill, did it, did it automatically say this is what's going to go in the report and this is what's for your work file? Or did you tell it to do that? I told it to do that. Right. So I said, Hey, start off with, a, you know, the, the first support to be a little more focused. Um, and then the other one, you can expand on it so that an appraiser can keep it in their work file. Now, obviously, look, the appraisers use this for whatever, whatever way they want. They can do it this way. Um, they could say, you know what, I'm just going to put the, the work file commentary uh, in my report. Um, or they may say, look, I don't I think it's all wet. I don't, I don't agree with it at all. And I'm not putting any of it in there. But, you know, I do know this from my experiences being a, a chief appraiser. It's not often that you get co supporting commentary from an appraiser in regards to their uh, quality and condition ratings. A lot of times what you do is you get the rating, right? And so, you know, in this utilizing at least something like this and modifying it, if you don't agree, uh, is more than what uh, more than what's usually included in a report. And to me, I think it just makes your report that much better because the reader can understand why, at least that you're you're providing that condition rating. You can modify okay. if, you don't, if you don't agree with it, then, you know, you can change it and make it your own, but at least gives you a template and framework to get started. Interesting. That is, that is absolutely crazy. And, you know, from an appraiser's perspective, possibly a little bit terrifying. Yeah. Well, let me, let me touch on that. Right. Because I don't always agree with the output. Right. And, and, and even if you listen to the experts, the ones that are out there creating these models, they say that you should always have a subject matter expert or someone who is qualified to look over the output, to look over the results, to make sure that they make sense, right? Because they can get off the rails uh, sometimes. And yeah. there's even a thing called uh, hallucinations uh, in results to where they go way off the rails, right? And the, the one person that I was listening to, he's like, look, if you could utilize this to help do research and put a plan together to build a bridge he said but i wouldn't drive across it unless i had an expert look over the results first <laughs> before you know before before you uh you know start construction and you know i think oh, it's I really important um you know 
I don't think appraisers need to be afraid of this technology. I think they should use it as a tool, right? It's a tool that we can utilize. It provides a good framework, provides a good starting point, and you don't have to agree with the results, right? You're the appraiser. You get to decide what you put in your report. And uh, if you don't think it's C3 and you think it's C4, well, change it to four. And um, actually, a lot of the commentary isn't too bad um, to modify just a little bit to, to meet that rating anyway. So, you know, I think I think it's an excellent, it's just like an assistant, right? If you had an assistant do work for you, um, you'd probably check over before you just dropped it into your appraisal. And um, yeah. you should just really focus on this the same way. I love it. Let's do this. Let me take a real quick break and we'll hear from one of our sponsors. We'll be right back. All right. Need a profitable PDC solution for your clients? Jaro's appraisal management software makes the process faster and easier. With Jaro, you can order standard appraisals, inspections, and hybrids, all on one seamless platform. The software also gives you everything you need to manage new vendors by taking care of background checks and letting you shop from a pre-vetted panel of inspectors with a wide range of credentials. Get started with Jaro today at tryjaro, that's tryjaro.com. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Hal Humphreys. You're listening to the Appraisal Buzz. I've got Bill Walton Ball with me today. Bill, I can't thank you enough for joining us today. This is really interesting stuff. And and here's the thing. Um, you know, we've got this example that you've put together. Is that something that we could post somewhere that people could have a look at and just kind of scroll through and read the different reactions from Chat, chat GPT that you you got? Sure, absolutely. I mean, these are uh, just a you know, there's there's another kitchen, you know, and it says a C3 and a Q4. Um, and, and look, this one actually provides a little more detail than the, than the last one. Right. But it 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 goes on and it it lists out again the you know, the commentary for for both the uh, the appraisal and the work file. Again, you're the appraiser. You decide what you want to use, what you don't want to use and make any modifications that you want. But, uh, you know, again, I looked at these. I thought they looked pretty decent. Um, you know, I didn't really see a whole lot of issues with them. Um, but then again, I'm not going to I'm not going to make the decision, um, you know, that an appraiser really needs to make on their own anyway. So um, I would Fair love enough. to get well, feedback on what people think. Yeah, I think what I'd like to do is be able to share these um, as, as a PDF that people can kind of scroll through and see um, what chat GPT came back with, with condition and quality rating. And, and maybe, maybe we get some feedback that's like, oh, this is out the window or people say, oh my gosh, this is really good. But I think it'd be useful to have people see kind of what the machine is kicking back to you, given the parameters that you've given it. You know, we, yeah. we touched on this in the last segment, um, you know, should appraisers be afraid? Do you see AI as something that replaces appraisers or just helps them do their job possibly better. Um, and where do you see things going five, 10, maybe 20 years down the road? Yeah, look, I don't, I don't think it's going to replace appraisers, uh, mostly for the reasons I've already shared. Um, you know, I think that it's really important to still keep the carbon element uh, in the whole process. Um, you need to, you need to take a look at it. You know, it's it's funny. I've done this with all kinds of different um, photos, uh, playing around to see what type of results I would get. 
And, and it's interesting. Um, sometimes it, it saw a couple of things that I didn't really pick up on. Right. And, and so look, even if, even if it catches that piece, then that's beneficial to me if everything else, you know, I don't even, uh, I, I don't even use. Um, and then again, it's, it's use it as the tool and the assistant uh, that it is in, incorporate into your workflow. I mean, this is just one thing, um, you know, another thing that appraisers can consider is to use, you know, things like Grammarly or even ChatGPT itself. I've had multiple of conversations with appraisers where I don't quite understand where they're going. And I give them a call on the yeah. phone and they gave me, give me a great explanation. I'm like, look, I just, I just need you to put that in, in your report. And, you know, bringing it from here to here isn't always easy, um, even for the best writers, right? So that everybody can understand. And it's, it's interesting, um, a little tip that I'd learned you know, you can have it, give it a concept, it'll write it out. And then you'll say, hey, on a scale of one to 10, with, you know, one being a novice and two being an expert, what do you think this lies, right? And it might say, well, we put it at an eight, right? And you say, you know what, I need it to be a little simpler to understand. How about give me a five, right? And it will rewrite it so that it's more understandable for for that person and so i think that appraisers um you know can definitely use this particularly whenever you're asked for the third time hey can you explain how you did this <laughs> maybe you need to put it down in yeah, the line range and, i don't know <laughs> and here's 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 one of the things i think happens you there, there's in the in the writer's circles there's a thing called the curse of too much knowledge You've worked in a subject matter. You've dealt with a certain thing for a certain period of time. You know all the issues, but then when you go to write mm -hmm. it down, you have the curse of too much knowledge. So you know in right. your head, you know all the issues, but sometimes you don't put all those on paper. Um, so I think right. this might be a good way to kind of give a check and balance against that. To say, hey, you might want to talk about this and explain this. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's a really good good idea. You know. You mentioned that ChatGPT over the past year has 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 become so much more capable than it was a year ago. Let's go back to the question of five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now. Yeah. Um, so, look, I, I do think it's going to make appraisers a lot more efficient. Um, I, I do think that, you know, maybe at some point there won't be a need for as many of appraisers because the smaller pool could be more efficient at doing what the, the a larger pool um, requires, which is, you know, why I think that we shouldn't ignore the technology. Um, we should be involved with it right now. And, you know, since I think it's going to be shaping the way things are going to be moving forward, I think that this is the time to get involved. This is the time to, to be part of that process, um, you know, not only to help shape it, but to also understand it and be, you know, someone that can leverage the, uh, you know, the advantage it gives to you in, the, in that, um, you know, in that efficiency regard. Yeah. And so, I will say this, look, I, you know, I, I use Spotify. Um, I watch Netflix. Uh, the algorithm suggests things all the time that I'm just like, where did that come from? Yeah. Um, look, the math is the math is the math. It is good. 
I think there's always going to be a place for incredibly intelligent, thoughtful, thinking, real estate appraisal, like you said, the carbon-based bipedal life form that, mm -hmm. that, that analyzes the information um, and then says, okay, what does this really mean? Because the algorithms can only go so far right now. Um, right. Bill, again, thank you so much for taking the time to be here. I appreciate it. This is an incredibly interesting topic. I know a lot of folks are kind of um, bantering back and forth about what all this means. Um, mm -hmm. Jim Morrison, we have by chance an anonymous appraiser question for Bill and me to try and chew on today. We do. So these anonymous appraiser questions are just questions that come in from our audience that we ask our experts. Sometimes they're simple. Sometimes they're a little bit more difficult. Uh, if there's anybody listening, make sure to leave us comments uh, in, the, in the YouTube comments or email us at comments at appraisalbuzz.com. So this one says, here's kind of a highest and best use question. If you're appraising a vacant lot and the highest and best use is to sub subdivide the parcel into two lots, same zoning, would the value of the two proposed lots combined still be the same value as the current single larger lot minus the cost of the survey? The comps are all half the size of the subject parcel indicating the current larger lot would be twice the value of the smaller comps. Basically, the question is, would the appraisal need to be made subject to the parcel being subdivided? I know that's a lot. There, <laughs> I'm not an appraiser. There are a lot, I'm passing that on. I went over my head. There, there are a lot of layers there. I would say, you know, this, this is a highest, best use question. Um, right. And you're, you're dealing with the issue of um, excess or surplus land. And that mm -hmm. is just, it's, it's, a, it's a process of working through the highest and best use um, and then doing the math on what makes the most sense on the financially feasible and um, maximally productive part uh, and, and then draw your conclusion. Bill, your thoughts? Yeah, like you said, there was, uh, there was a lot there. I almost would like to be able to, to break it down, uh, read through it. Um, I thought at one point I heard heard something about you know would both the lots still be worth as much as the larger lot um as it exists and you know i would say generally no it's probably going to be you know if you have two separate buildable lots um then your value is going to be higher than than what it is if they're they're together um but out of that real long uh question that was the one piece that i kind of was start start rolling around in my mind and then it's hard for me to keep track of what else uh what else there was following up with that but um yeah i, I mean I'm, well, I'm with this isn't i was gonna say it's an excellent example i don't think you're gonna be removing appraisers from the process anytime soon uh whenever you've got a question like that right um it's really I, I agree 100 yeah yeah so all right well um Bill, again, I, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to be with us today. Um, crazy interesting topic. Uh, Jim, let's see if we can find a way to get that PDF available um, to folks to have a scroll through and see what they think of it. Uh, and I would suggest those of you out there listening, uh, when you have a look at this PDF, feel free to comment and give us your thoughts. Do you think this is like going to take us all out of a job? Or do you think this is a really good tool that we can use? Or do you think it's just a waste of everybody's time? 
Yeah, and we'll we'll attach that to the YouTube. I don't know how we can attach a PDF to the audio version, but we'll for sure put it on the YouTube. So if there's anybody that's in the audio, go watch the YouTube. And those of you that are watching the YouTube, you'll already see it. Yeah. Um, Bill, thank you again. Jim, is there anything else we need to cover today? No, I think we covered it. Really interesting topic. Thanks so much, Bill, for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Bill. In that case, for Jim Morrison and Bill Waltenbaum, Hal Humphreys, and that is your appraisal buzz for this week. <laughs>